This college basketball picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. This is Nate Collins. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Oh, Sean. From college football to college basketball, what a glorious time! It's raining in Southern California. Sound the alarms. We're we're all we're all okay though. We're just sheltering in place. Sheltering in place, avoiding the rain, not avoiding. College basketball joining us as always, Pick Dundee, aka the Dantabase. What's happening, Colby? No opt outs in uh, college hoops, Sean. Let's go. Oh, just wait until March Madness, where, <laughs> you know, star players will be opting out as not to affect their NBA lottery status. That's right around the corner, Colby. It's true. A bunch of, bunch of cowards walking the streets these days, Sean. There are a bunch of cowards. Hey. If you're scared, get a dog. If you're looking to bet a dog, head over to sportsgivingpodcast.com slash win bet. Get a hundred dollar free bet. When you bet a hundred dollars, state restrictions apply. Fire up that sweet, sweet parlay wheel. Oh, and of course, if you're betting on the bowl games, just recorded part three of our bowl picks podcast. Reduce juice day of for the bowl games. Just saw they were giving out minus 102 in the win bet win hour. 4 p.m. to uh, yeah, 4 to 5 every day Pacific time. Again, sportsgivingpodcast.com slash winbet. Head over there to get started today. Bet big, win bigger. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. It's a 20 And present in the state where play through winbet available. If you're somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, let's get to it. Actually, um, before we do that, uh, we have to address a news story. There's been a uh, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of news stories that we're getting tagged in. This first one, though, has to be our. Um, this actually, this news story becomes our um, our latest edition of Real Men of Degens. SGPN presents Real Men of DGENS. Real Men of DGENS. We salute you. Miles Austin. That's right. Jets wide receiver coach Miles Austin has been uh, suspended for violating the league's gambling policy, apparently. 
He uh, for wagering from a legal mobile account on table games. Oh, come on. And non-professional sports. Miles did not wager on any NFL game in violation of the gambling policy for NFL personnel. He has been fully cooperative with the NFL's investigation. He is appealing the suspension. He's not the first to violate the league's gambling policy. Of course, we remember Calvin Ridley, who was betting on his team. But uh, actually, we have breaking news. Miles Austin has been stripped of his real men of DGEN's title as uh, a background check revealed he played for the Dallas Cowboys. So wild, wild a roller coaster for Miles Austin. I was going to say, Sean, you got to be careful. They're handing out awards to Cowboys on these airwaves. I mean, once again, what's the harm in playing a little online blackjack, Sean? Yeah. Uh, where, I mean, where? Hashtag Dejans only. Come on. It's really stupid to have. I understand not betting on the league you're involved in, but I, I mean, Michael Jordan showed us anything that you're capable of playing a ton of blackjack and still, you know, competing. And uh, I don't know, whatever you do as a head coach, coaching at an incredibly high level. If it wasn't sure. for Michael Jack, you know, Michael Jordan's uh, blackjack vendors, we, we probably would have had six titles. It's the same league that also up until fairly recently. I mean, if I would, I want to say the NFL per, uh, did not allow their employees to play fantasy football up until like five years ago. So not exactly the most progressive league all the time. I know we are Roger Goodell guys. No, yes. we are not. No, Protect we are not. Shield. You you go to hell in a handbasket, buddy. All right, because let me tell you, well, only has to ruin the bit, but keep going, Colby. <laughs> Uh, I mean, come on. What, what's going on here, guys? This guy's playing poker. I see opportunity XFL and USFL. Let's go. All right. They're not soulless enterprises. They can't let you play a game of blackjack. Come on. Honestly, uh, if I was the XFL or the USFL, I would say uh, I, what I would do is the pregame show would just be the players getting in their bets for that game. And you could just watch him. Amen. Amen. Like, hey, I think I'm going to go for 60 yards. Add another, and it, and it's real life, life or death. I mean, when you're making 27k a year in the XFL, you put <laughs> you put 300 dollars down on yourself to get 60 rushing yards. All of a sudden, the game's way more interesting. Oh, if I'm USFL sure. or XFL. I'm leaning into this. Oh, Sean, stop talking right now because fan control football was close. And, yeah, maybe, really and maybe they'll be close here, but what if the performance bonuses were tied to the betting lines? That mm. wasn't football though. All right. Yeah. That's fan fair. Control football did get wonky, but you're right, Ryan. I think instead of, I mean, we basically have that now incentives of like, Hey, if you get a thousand rushing yards, you get a bonus in your contract. Let's make it game specific. If you hit your over under, uh, you get a bonus. If you had cash a number of parlays for people, you get a bonus. Sean, add this, add this to the pitch deck for the SGP Italian bowl incentive bonuses tied to betting lines. I like it. I like it. You're All telling right. me Roger Goodell never played at the played a, a game of poker. That's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling uh, me. You know, a guy, I, I can tell you this. I I've been playing some poker with the kids over the holiday break. Uh, they're going to be They're going to be razor sharp. Unlike these NFL adults. You, you, right. could, you could argue Roger Goodell played a game of poker when he destroyed those Patriots tapes. Oh wow! Here we go. Oh, See, we you, got you got to know when to hold them and no one to fold them. He folded those uh, coaching tapes right into the garbage. You never heard from him again. I mean, 
if anything, that shows his ability as a commissioner. He had a horrible scandal on his hand and he made it disappear. That's what you do as commissioner. You take care of the dirty work. I prefer the Jerry Richardson route where the me too movement's just happening. You're like, sell the team, sell it right now. Normally you sell a team over like eight months. He got it done in 24 hours, man. Fantastic. <laughs> he work. must, he must've had a lot of, uh, a lot of other stuff close to coming out. Cause usually you, you wait for like a long bidding process, trying to find the best price. He was like, it was, it was like a garage sale. He, he just took whatever they offered. You normally don't unload an NFL team that quickly, unless you got some super dark stuff lurking right behind you. Well, it, what do they, they? That's what they say about it. If, you, if you're the guy who takes the first offer, hmm. and he's still got his name on the stadium, he won this battle, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, well, now it's like, he's a- it's, like, it's like Daniel Snyder. I mean, as as much as he's just been a horrible owner and destroyed the franchise, he's gonna walk out of here with like eight billion dollars. So. Uh, and much of a punishment. He's going to make some sort of donation. It's going to be called like the Daniel Snyder Memorial <laughs> Locker Room or something like that. Oh god. They should do a statue like he did Sean Taylor, just him in a suit. You know, <laughs> what I mean like <laughs> Uh speaking of that that statue, pre- pretty funny. I don't know if you guys caught this, but like he like there was the news that was like the the daughter was so happy with the soccer cleats being on there and being really realistic. Like a week later, some that like they showed the picture and now the the ankles were taped up to maybe hide some of <laughs> hide the fact that they were soccer cleats. I don't know. Um that's great. Anything anything we need to catch up on college basketball wise before we start making picks? Uh, no, you have, this is the start. Like uh, you're going to see on this slate sec conference play. We're getting to the point where, uh, you know, pretty much I know big East started, I think around December 17th, but pretty much everything starts this week conference play for all these games. And, and, you know, the out of conference games with the exception of, I believe the big 10 or big 12 sec challenge, which will happen in late January. The rest is all conference games. Let's go. Oh, I love it. Colby's excited. Uh, I am looking forward very much to March Madness this year. Um, I feel like I'm deeper in the uh, college basketball streets than I ever have been. So much so that me locking up Virginia Tech caused them to lose outright <laughs> in what has been a horrible couple days of Virginia Tech versus Boston College. As uh, I believe the the wrestling, uh, the top ten wrestling team of Virginia Tech also got taken down by those filthy, filthy private school Eagles. All right, Mike Young has trouble against BC. What is that? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, you were right though. It was just this sleepy game in the middle of nowhere week before week after right in the holiday break should have never locked it up, but good time for a loss because coach Mike young has them has them ready to go. All right, let's, let's All talk. Right. Speaking of locks, Colby on fire, 67% of the podcast locks. I'm nicking nipping at his heels, 56%. Uh, and the discord picks Ryan, which you're, you're Going out of your way to promote uh, third, they're hitting at fifty-seven percent. So my goal is to have my lock record better than the Discord picks. If you fade the games that we all agree, all agree on, on, it's yes. now thirty-two, twenty-four, and two, including <laughs> so an it eight. It's a death, <laughs> including an eight and four stretch over the last two episodes. So, uh, shout out to the Discord. We love you. All right, first game, two p.m. Wednesday, December twenty-eighth. We're heading to Oxford, Mississippi. For a good old fashioned, as Colby mentioned, SEC battle, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Tennessee laying nine points here. A lot of used cars going to be flying off a lot. Uh, or maybe that's how they got down uh, to Oxford from Tennessee. They have a whole lot of used cars at their disposal. 
Oh man. I mean, this, isn't this just the classic, like, uh, can you trust Tennessee to go on the road and, and smash? I mean, Tennessee, Tennessee's defense is really good. Number one in adjusted efficiency in Ken Palm, but uh, an effective field goal percentage, number one in three point defense. Like they're really good defensively, which normally travels, but can you really, can you really shy away from old miss as a conference home dog here? I don't know. Nine points feels like a lot. What do you think Colby? You know, Ole Miss just lost to North Alabama, which is their first time they've ever beaten an sec opponent. But uh, I mean, I just don't see the talent on this Ole Miss team. I got to go Tennessee. I know that I know that what they're winless on the road with their one loss being at Arizona in a close game. I think they put it on Ole Miss. Uh, I know last year, I think what this was all, the last time they played was only a six point game, but I just think Tennessee needs this right now out of the break. They're coming off of a loss. I think they, they go to Oxford. They put it on those filthy rebels. Yeah. I, I guess you could argue the last game for Mississippi was a look ahead spot. Um, but to your point, they've struggled against uh, basically every good team they've played. They struggled against uh, with maybe the exception of a, a early season matchup against Florida Atlantic. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go with you. Let's, let's uh, let's layer on some grease. Let's head down to the lot and walk away with a nice 95 Chevelle. I'm going, I'm going old miss. I feel like this uh, a little, maybe a little early to be their super bowl, but I think nine point home dogs coming off a loss. I think they get it done. Give me the, get at least the cover. I don't, I don't think they're a good outright win, but uh, yeah, give me them getting on. Yeah. I, I think if, if Colby had his uh, lit rankings out, I don't think Oxford would be super high in the uh, lit factor, especially at 5 PM. Never understood that one though, because you're in Mississippi. I mean, what what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Well, like kids are home for the break. This is also that weird time between Christmas and New Year's where you're not really sure who's there, who's not. As someone who has stayed around a college campus for the holidays before, it really comes down to um you probably just didn't have anywhere else to go. And so at that point, like how how what, Those what kind are of the diehard college basketball fans, the people with nowhere to go. Maybe, maybe I, but, but again, there's a bowl. Don't they have a bowl game to be watching? Uh, anyway. Yeah. I, I'm with, I, I'll lay the points. We'll feel stupid. And Sean will remind us that uh, he was the sharp here when, when they only win by seven points. All right. Uh, jumping along to a little bit later in the afternoon, three 30 on the West coast, six 30 local time, Nova Yukon. Awesome matchup here in Hartford, 12 point spread for Mr. Hurley and Yukon who I mean, should we crown them champions at this point? Uh, UConn, absolutely a a basketball school, though. Jim Moore up there, you know, sticking his hat in the uh, the running for a little bit of a uh, recognition. Obviously, Sean uh, coming off a, a week where he faded Villanova for the first time ever, and it cost him. No, it didn't cost me. It 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 inspired the team. Oh, you interesting didn't, didn't angle. Realize, unlike you, who picks my favorite team and and jinxes them, Ryan. I you know took the next step. I picked against Villanova with the idea of inspiring them. I created bulletin board material for the Villanova team. They're not going to need bulletin board material for this game. I I, I think they've kind of found something here a little bit. Again, they even you know with no Jay Wright, they're still second in the country in free throw percentage, very clean with the ball. You give this team twelve points, 
I love it. Now I understand villain, you know, UConn's having a great year. You look at um, any sort of metrics they're up there offensively and defensively, but I think Villanova in 12 points is just way, way too much. I'm with you. I, I think, uh, you know, I'm waiting for this UConn team to come back to life a little bit or, you know, come, to, you know, I guess back to earth. Yeah. Back to earth. I can't talk. Um, but you know, Nova's actually a little bit better than I think the market's giving it, you know, you, they've won five in a row. They got cam Whitmore, uh, Whitmore healthy. And I know Justin Moore's still not available, but I do think they've played a lot better of late for Kyle Neptune. I'm going to take the points in Nova. All right. So in, in the, in the guise of not letting the discord get off our easy this week, give me, give me Yukon laying the points. Uh, they they've gotten right, but who have they gotten right against? That would be my counter to, uh, to what you just said. St. John's was a nice win. I agree. Um, and scares me a little bit, but yeah, I think there's some matchup problems here too, for UConn. I, I obviously, or for Villanova versus UConn. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take the big boys. Feels like UConn's back baby. And, and you know what, what's crazy is how do you get people to like, I never understood. I used to drive by Yukon a lot. I have Rhode Island, a family in Rhode Island. How do you get kids to go up to Yukon? There is literally nothing that it's somehow in the middle of nowhere, even though there's like, it's the Northeast and everything's close Drop together. some cash, Ryan. Come on. You're close to New York city. You know, you can still go chase scattered ass during the weekends, you know, scattered ass. What is that? <laughs> that, that was what disgusting act. Isn't that what Casper said in kids scattered ass? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Shout out to anyone who knows that movie. We're really dating ourselves. All right. Moving along. Duquesne Dayton. Oh boy. You know, I have a hard time fading my boys up there in Dayton, Ohio, 4 PM tip on the West coast, 7 PM local time Dayton lane, eight points against Duquesne Colby. What, what are we I, thinking here? I mean, shout out to CJ Sullivan because his Duquesne Dukes have been kind of a surprise story in college basketball. They're 10 and three uh, and they're playing really good basketball. And on the other side of things, Dayton came into the season preseason top 25. They've had some injuries, but only eight and five. Uh, they normally roll. I mean like this, this home arena, I've been to this UD arena. It's fantastic. The crowd is fantastic. It will be lit guys, but uh, I think it's too many points right now. Cash that uh, Colby uh, bingo square. Yeah. Uh, Massive litness. They can't shoot, man. They're, they're what three hundred forty third in, in three point field goal per, percentage shooting. Uh, what they're just a terrible shooting team. Uh, give me the points, and I think Dayton can still win this game and probably will win this game. But Duquesne plus the points is, is I think, the play here. Yeah, Dayton two hundred or sorry three hundred thirty eighth in the uh, in college basketball and hitting the three. The the stat I love again love teams that hit their free throws and get those extra possessions, AKA offensive rebounds. Duquesne is eighth in the country in offensive rebounding and they're getting eight points. That to me is just a, a crazy confluence. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on the Dukes all day here. Plus eight. So Colby, we're not at all concerned about the massive size advantage for long Cox. I mean, look who's been the better offensive rebounding team this year. I mean, yes, I am because the athletes recruiting wise, if you're just looking at recruiting and talent, Dayton should be winning this one by like 20 points, but Duquesne's played well. It's kind of a contrast in styles, you know, Duquesne being the great offensive team, Dayton being the great defensive team. But I just don't think you can lay that many points with a team that struggles to score that much. 
Yeah, I I I just when you look at the profile, like Duquesne, great offensive rebounding team, horrible defensive rebounding team. I, I don't know, maybe 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 it's not a secret or, or, or some sort of mystical shit, but I'm with you guys. I'll take the points just purely because you can't lay this many points with a team that can't score. Next up, uh, although I, 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 I what's that? It's a Discord first pick. I know. I, I hate that I'm giving them one. For him, uh, they're my and it's it's Dayton. It's one of my teams. I love Dayton. All right, uh, another 4 p.m. tip on the West Coast. Uh, we're heading to Auburn, Alabama, where Florida comes to town to take on Auburn. Chuck, uh, will will Charles Barkley be on the sideline? Maybe he'll suit up. Unlikely. Auburn minus five and a half. I I've watched a little bit of this Florida team this year, Colby. Probably more than most teams, and I, I got to be honest, I, I I expected them to be better. They don't really pass the eye test. So my my initial instinct here is take Auburn, but Auburn also screwed me when I laid twenty with them a couple weeks back. So personally, I'm I'm feeling a little hurt. But lead me down the path here. I mean, I'd say both teams have been disappointments. Todd Golden, yeah, Auburn, Auburn has been weird too because they they won against USC and then completely crapped the bed against Washington. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Auburn. Like whether to bet on them or against them right now. They do seem like they have a pretty good defense. Though. They're kind of like Dayton, like a, a better version of Dayton, where they just can't shoot. They're yeah. terrible. They're three hundred twenty fourth in a three point field goal percentage. Uh, but I do believe in this. The jungle gets absolutely yeah. lit. Uh, Todd Golden, Todd Golden at Florida. You know, it seems like they haven't fully got his system yet. They're playing good defense, but the offense has been struggling. I'm going to lay the points with the Tigers. It, correct me if I'm wrong. He's the coach that came from San San Francisco, right? Correct, okay. Yeah. yeah it, it's going to take some more time too. You also have like the, you know what? That's enough. I heard enough. The jungle's lit. Give me Auburn. Hmm. I don't know. Colby, what's your, what's your final answer? Oh, I'm, I'm going to take Auburn just because I think that place, you know, is, is a difference maker. There's only like, like I'd say like 20 stadiums that are complete difference makers on momentum. And I think Auburn's one of those. So I'm going to go Florida just cause I Ooh. think, I think their offense can do enough against this. Um, well, and also Florida's defense is pretty good too. Like Florida is 38th in adjusted efficiency. I think they can hang in kind of an ugly game. Um, and their offense is much better than Auburn. So I, I know they have a home court and they have a decent one, but I'm going to go Florida here. I don't know. Castleton's is soft. Like he, he, he strikes me as just a soft individual. So if times get tough. We'll see how he does. He's been in college for like 18 years too. Uh, moving along uh, East coast heading back to the Bronx. I guess that was earlier when we were discussing football in the pinstripe bowl, but we got Fordham hosting Davidson. Speaking of Italians, uh, Fordham nestled up there, right? Right inside the OG Little Italy in the Bronx, the one where the uh, the Bronx Tale took place. 7 p.m. local tip. Davidson laying one here. Are, are they really going to come into New York and take care of Fordham? I mean, how about the Fordham Rams? Kyle Neptune. If you want proof that he's a good coach, you know, I, he only got one year at Fordham before he he got hired back at Villanova. Uh, he kind of got this ball going at Fordham. They haven't been good in a long time, and 12 and one at a conference. Wow! Shout out to the Rams, but. Davidson's lost two in a row. They had Purdue on the ropes for a minute there uh, in West Lafayette. And then they came back home and thought that Northeastern was going to be a pushover. And 
didn't happen there. I think Davidson bounces back and, and reminds Fordham that Davidson's part of the class of the A10. Give me, give me the Wildcats on the road there. Hmm. I'm going. Uh, I'm actually going Fordham, like the home dog here. Um, I don't know, a pretty good matchup. To Colby's point, maybe it's a bounce back spot for Davidson, but. I don't know. I it's it's tough not to like Fordham here as a as a home dog. I mean, it, it feels like they're pretty evenly matched. I'm trying to find any sort of advanced metric stuff and well, uh, so, something to Davidson watch. Davidson offense is really bad offensive rebounding. That jumps out at me. Pretty even free throws, but um, it's a step up in class. That's what it is. It's a step up in class for Fordham, whereas Davidson has played a little bit more class. So well, to and, me, that would be the difference. And and Darius Quisenberry is a game time decision. He's the leading scorer for Fordham, oh. uh, so that's something to monitor. So even if he plays, you got to wonder how healthy is he. And uh, I, I'm sure this place, you know, will be very. I mean, they haven't been this good in a long time, guys. So I'm sure that like the crowd will be rocking. But I just think Davidson is better than their record indicates. I think they get it done. They've lost uh, four games out of their last five, and three of the losses have been by it's been by two points in overtime, two points in regulation, eight points in regulation to Purdue is pretty good. They're and the Raiders three, of college basketball, and three points in regulation to a, a not great Northwestern team. So you know what? Give me Fordham. Northwestern's Third. actually decent this year, buddy. Jer- Jersey adjacent. Give me the Fordham. Uh, what, what's their what the what are they? Rams. Vince Lombardi's the alma mater. New Just Jersey Rams. adjacent. Fordham Rams. All right. Another 7 p.m. kick on the or 7 p.m. tip on the East Coast. We're heading to Columbia, Missouri. Kentucky laying two against Missouri. Uh oh. What's what is Calipari up to? What 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 I I, well, I mean you know he, the you know the fans have been like it's gotten a little ugly. It's starting to get a little ugly there in Lexington. With started this off season calling out the football program, saying, "Hey, we're a, we're a basketball school," and you know the the fans were like, "Dude, you just lost to we yeah we know we're a basketball school, but you just lost to St. Peter's in the first round, right uh, of the NCAA tournament. You haven't had a lot of postseason success in a while, and that you look at this year, what are they three and three? I think against teams that are fought, uh, have a winning record." They they've been they've been struggling a little bit here, and on the other side of that coin, you got Dennis Gates, first year coach, coming over from Cleveland State after taking them to the NCAA tournament, longtime assistant uh, down at Florida State, and man, how about Missouri, eleven and one, just beat the tar out of uh, out of Illinois, and Missouri really good offense too. I mean, sixty one point six percent from the field. That's or two point shots. That's crazy. Uh, seventh in the nation in adjusted offensive efficiency. Much better. I mean, they're shooting seventy four percent from the line. Uh, Kentucky all the way down sixty six percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why Kentucky should be a road favorite here. I mean, but that's uh, that's why we take Kentucky. I think because. Ooh. Calipari has kept saying, and I thought that was a pretty shitty excuse by him. He was like, well, our team's young. We're getting better. Wait until the end of the year. And it's like, dude, you got to win some of these games, but the line kind of, kind of, kind of reeks a little bit. Missouri's coming off of a rivalry win. Illinois is a rival that they play every year. They play that in St. Louis. Uh, I know this, this stadium will be bonkers for this. Cause I think I already read how many, how many tickets have been sold, but I think Kentucky proves that they're the, they're legit among the sec here. I'm going to lay the two. He needs this. He needs this. If not Georgetown better come calling because I feel like he's see 
it's getting interesting. I've got, I've had Kentucky f- uh, fans DM me and saying that they need, they should fire him. And it's kind of crazy really? to say you should fire John Calipari. You know what I mean? Like who are you going to get? That's better, but perhaps I don't know, but uh, give, give me the wildcats. One thing to note in this game, I, I Colby's handicap, I think is spot on. He's just scared off by the number. Kentucky's the ultimate public team in college basketball. Missouri is a team that no one, unless you're deep into college basketball, knows shit about at this point in the year. Here's the note. Uh, how, wh- where, where is the Kentucky away game this year that they've showed up? Wh- when are they? Ch- oh, they only have one away game. They lost to Gonzaga, lost the neutral against Michigan state on, they lost the neutral against UCLA. They have a win against Michigan in a neutral that they, they just have not performed well away from home. I, I think uh, until they prove me, they can do that. Uh, I'm going to fade them here. I love wrong team favorite. Let's go. I'm with That's you. So Kramer. Yeah. All in on Missouri. I mean, Colby nailed it. I, and the metrics I'm not, I'm, I understand the like reverse angle of, Hey, this, they really need this more, but Missouri's a home dog and they got Kentucky. Uh, they're, they're a better team than Kentucky right now. So I, I don't know. I think this is a good spot for them. I agree. Next up 4 PM on the West coast, 7 PM on the East coast, Wichita state heads to Orlando to take on UCF. UCF laying seven and a half. As we learned all those moons ago, Wichita State, the Shockers, it's not uh, two in the pink, one in the stink. It is it actually uh, a term for wheat. Uh, so shout out to them. Colby, I, I assume you'll be. Disgusting act. Oh, I'm sorry. I assume you'll be on the, uh, your, your UCF uh, Knights here. Uh, very Golden Knights, but no, I'm on the Shockers. I think it's too many Ooh. points. UCF's. Uh, what Walker's game time decision, CJ Walker, uh, UCF ha- is probably better than their record. Missouri beat them on a banked in three at the buzzer, but uh, I still think Wichita is good enough defensively, and and they're a really good rebounding team as well. I think they can hang close with UCF. Uh, give me the Shockers plus the points. I guess I'm a little worried about Wichita State's uh, offense. I mean, really bad. <laughs> behind the line, can't. Yeah, you know, sub seventy percent free throw uh, percentage, and yeah, UCF got that sweet offensive rebounding. I'm actually going to go UCF here. I, I think the 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 matchup to circle here is that UCF likes to chuck up the threes. Wichita, they defend the three point line pretty well. So, and if they can do anything with UCF's propensity to turn the ball over, I think there's opportunity here. They're probably alive. I mean, I I'm surprised Colby didn't say they're a live dog, but they're probably live on the money line here based on how UCF plays. Uh, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to grab a shocker too. Did he say uh, propensity? Colby. Is that a, is that a, is that a D two school? It's a D three school. <laughs> oh no. They're in that NIAAA conference. You were telling us about <laughs> below D three. It's where uh, it's where Sister Jean originally went to school. Uh, Saint Propensity, yeah, <laughs> Our Lady of Propensity. Uh, oh man, still. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you guys saw that thing on the internet with the guys. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole bit, but at the end of the bit, he's talking to kids and he's trying to get them to say words that aren't bad. And he goes, "Okay, how about a word that ends with re?" And the kid just goes, "Crack whore." <laughs> That's all I thought about when we thought talking about propensity. All right. Uh, moving along to later on in the evening, 6 p.m. on the West Coast, 9 p.m. on the East Coast, Alabama laying two down in Starkville, Mississippi against our Mississippi State. Hail State. Bulldogs. Uh, I don't know if I can ever 
take Alabama as a favorite on the road, just out of principle. The, the, the ceiling is so high and the floor is so low. This is Colby. I am sure hates this team because they are the representation of the NBA leaking into college basketball. So out of principle, I think this is a fade job here. Give me Mississippi State. Mississippi State plays really good defense and they are really good at offensive rebound. I mean, to me that the handicap is just that simple. Uh, neither team great from the line, but I mean, you look at Mississippi state's defense. They're like top 10 in a ton of categories. You make them a home dog. I'm all over Mississippi state. This game's like really interesting to me because you have Alabama 15th in the nation and pace Mississippi state. Chris Jansis came and made them a defensive team. 331st in pace. I mean, this game is, is, is definitely going to be interesting to see who gets the better of that as who wants to, to play their style of ball. Uh, you know, I Mississippi state somehow gave away that Drake game. They're coming off a loss to Drake. Uh, so it is a bounce back spot, but I think Alabama is just too talented right now. It's Jans's first year. He's building it They're there. They've exceeded expectations already at being 11 and one. I think Bama shows them that they're, they're ahead of schedule in their, uh, with their program. So I'm going to lay the two with the tide. They, yeah. I mean, again, the, 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 the outcomes of this game range from Alabama winning by 20 to Alabama losing by 20 um, hail state. How dare you disrespect coach Leach? I Sean, you agree. I assume. Oh yeah. I'm all, I'm all... No, look at that. I, that's... Does, Al- Does Alabama have a cowbell? I don't think so. Uh, well, oh, funny. Speaking of which, new addition to the uh, oh, studio. I love it. <laughs> really? we're, officially, we're all officially pirates now. Quick cowbell story. I was at a youth spot, soccer event, and the opposing fans, the team we were playing, who by the way kicked our ass, they were they were ringing cowbells, and I'm going, I'm like, I'm jealous of that. And meanwhile, it turns out it's illegal to have cowbells on the sideline of a youth sporting event, just like uh, just like basketball. The Sacramento really? Queens. Ruined everything for us. Yeah, right. I, I was like that. It, it created a nice ambiance. I felt like I was at a proper event, and then all of a sudden, like the refs going over and making them put their cowbells away. I'm like, oh, geez. All right, uh, Hell State, Colorado State. Next up, they're heading uh, to Albuquerque, New Mexico, one of Colby's favorite venues, to take on New Mexico, the Lobos, minus seven. Uh, this is a six p.m. tip on the West Coast, nine p.m. on the East Coast. Is New Mexico the best team in the nation right now? I mean, dude, and they're like they had the first time they've been ranked since what 2014, I think I read. Uh this this place is this is your lit meter is is through the roof on this one. Uh this is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Colorado State's getting healthy. You know, you look at that record, you say eight and five. This was a team that made the NCAA tournament a year ago. And Isaiah Stevens back. I think that, you know, he's he, he probably not playing at the level he was at last year, but he's close to getting there. I still think the, the pit is the pit for the reason I'm laying the points with New Mexico. I mean, they're undefeated. How many undefeated teams are there in the country? Colby? What is it? I don't know. I think it's down to Turby. like five or six, right? Three. Okay. Okay. Yukon, Purdue and New Mexico. Yeah, there we go. Richard Patino. I mean, one of those guys who will get penetration. I mean, this New Mexico team is extremely well coached. Uh, They're playing really well. They don't have the elevation uh, advantage, which they normally hold over teams. Colorado State coming in here, Fort Collins, similar elevation to New Mexico. But again, 
They just play a clean style of ball, hit their hit their free throws. Colorado State horrible at offensive rebounding, almost dead last in the country. And if you're gonna beat New Mexico State or cover the spread, you're gonna need some extra possessions to do it. I just don't see them doing it. Give me New Mexico all day. Yeah, and uh, who knows? Uh, I assume the coaches go out for a nice diner dinner ahead of time. So we'll we'll see if Nico can resist the temptations of of beautiful Albuquerque. All right, that is his name, right? Head coach Nico yeah. Medved. Oh, oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. Thought you were great mob name. Great, yeah. great, <laughs> great fucking mob name. He sounds like a guy in that. Uh, what was that movie with the uh, the dude from from uh, from Philly? Who uh, went hiding and, and was like a waiter at a, a little diner, and then uh, like Eastern Promises or one of those, and then he just murders everyone. Uh, Nico Medved, I feel like that character was in the movie. All right, if, uh, Guy, Fury, all... if Guy Fieri had a sense of humor, he would have Patino on one of uh, diners diners <laughs> and just like, hey, what's your favorite diner, and just like walk through the whole thing. Oh, that that is a great bit. Um, we can still, maybe we have the SGP bowl in New Mexico so we can do some yeah. cross promotion. I, I, here. I, 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 I do think we, we do an Iona. Uh, we get, we get the marketing team, an Iona diner thing with Guy Fieri and, and, uh, Patino going. I like it. Yeah. Just we diner recommendations for, uh, where Iona is and where, uh, New Mexico is would be a good place <laughs> to start. All right. 6 PM on the West coast, 9 PM on the East coast. Heading back to the SEC, where the Tigers, down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, are five-point home dogs to Arkansas. Uh, well, we we love the must bus, and it's pl- it's coming into town here. Uh, my, my gut reaction says th- there's a different caliber of team here facing off, but I, I I will listen to you if you tell me LSU is lit and we need to look to that home dog. I mean, I think they'll see the opportunity of playing a top 10 team and getting a top 10 win uh, in Matt McMahon's first season. I do like the hire. He brought a lot of his guys over from Murray state and yeah, they kind of, you look and say, well, they're 11 and one Arkansas is 11 and one, but LSU has been, uh, you know, kind of barely getting over these, you know, mid major teams. Um, I still think this is this place. This is his first like game to get up. I'm going to take the points and LSU uh, Arkansas, Arkansas really, you know, they, they lucked up by beating San Diego state and Mali. This is their first real road game. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to take LSU. Who's, who's currently what eight, no at home. We Tigers, Brian Kelly and his family might be there. So let's go. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think LSU, uh, this, this could be close, but I think the fact that I'm just going to lean into conference dogs and LSU fits that mold, shoot the three ball pretty well and should be up for this game uh, to toss in the home court with the three. And uh, yeah, give me LSU worth noting. I think the time to fade LSU will come their next game when their first true road game happens against Kentucky. So uh, Dave just gave you a bonus pick there. Looks like the discord gets uh gets another one. You're on LSU, Ryan. Plus I'm five. also on L. Yeah. I think, I think we, I think we fade LSU when they go to Kentucky. Kentucky next. All right. Another 6 PM tip on the West coast, 9 PM on the East coast, Xavier. Some say X Xavier believe it's Xavier. They're laying a point against St. John's in Queens, New York, St. John's. They looked good for a half against Villanova in the last game we previewed with them and then completely fell apart. Uh, another home dog special here. Maybe, uh, 
maybe we should look back there because Colby will definitely tell us it's going to be lit. Uh, this place will be, I think, I don't know. They're, they're optimistic. They're 11 and two, but Mike Anderson, you know, I still think he's got to prove that he wins some, some, some big games, you know, I, I, at St. John's. I mean, he's had some big wins previously in his career, but uh, Sean Miller exonerated. He's innocent, innocent. Uh, ride that momentum. All right. Ride that momentum. Uh, no, Xavier's the better team here. I think they're the better team. They're two and zero on the road this year. Um, and even though I think this is a tough, you know, this could be a tough crowd. Xavier's a, a really old team in general. They're a super old team. I think uh, Xavier Xavier wins there. I'm laying the point there. Kramer, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, they they've only. They've lost to Indiana, Duke, and Gonzaga, who are all, I think, by most people's account, really good teams. So I, I see no reason to fade them here. Like like Colby mentioned, they've already taken to the road. They've played. Uh, not that Georgetown's much of a battle, but Cincinnati that, that that a little bit of a test there. So I like them as well, taking to the road here, uh, and wish they were a short dog so I could say wrong team favored. But I'm on a Xavier. Minus a point. Another Discord pick. God damn it. Yeah, I'll go Xavier. I mean, I don't love it, but um, they are the better team. Although I St. John's as a home dog is scary, but it's only one, so I don't know. I'll take Xavier here. I think the line is probably telling you what to do here. Uh, they, they, they don't want to make Xavier the dog. Boise State heading to Nevada. Late tip here, 7 p.m. on the West Coast. Minus two and a half for Nevada in Reno. Colby, bring your toothbrush first off. Um, oh wow, uh, Boise? <laughs> no, no, they they call no. Yeah, Nevada is the West Virginia of the West. Haven't you heard? Oh, oh. and our our good buddy Scott Bowser's been debating me that that Reno's a great city. Look, I've spent some time in, in Reno, and you know, I okay, you got Tahoe close by, but that's still like forty five minutes away or something. This this is a bring your toothbrush a hundred percent here. Uh, look, Boise's the better team. Steve Alford's always been. I, I've always been a fade Steve Alford guy. He's he's actually kind of made me eat my words this year. Uh, but Boise coming off of a, a tough loss where I feel like they were, you know, first half they were ahead of, at on the road at Santa Clara. I think they get get it back going. And don't forget, Boise's got got one of their best players is sophomore forward Tyson Dejan Hart. Yes. Uh, 13 points a game, five and a half boards. I think Boise comes into uh, Reno and uh, takes down the Wolfpack. Hmm. I'm paying you, Colby. Give me the Wolfpack. Oh, that's good. Oh, I just scared my dogs there. Um, I love the free throw advantage. Love the home court. Love the sneaky elevation of Reno, 4,500 feet. Going to get a little gas there. I, I love them here as a small favorite. I know Ryan, you're not a fan of laying the two and a half, but I think in college basketball, you got to allow it again, 14th in the nation in free throw percentage. Love that stat. So give me Nevada. Hey, remember the wolves need our help. Yes. Colby, the wolves need our help right now. We need to, we need to, to donate money to make sure the wolves can survive. Also, Sean, real quick, Boise uh, coming from 2,700 feet of elevation. So worth noting. No, I, I'm on Nevada. Boise's on a back-to-back road spot too, uh, for what it's worth. And yeah, come on, Colby, you love wolves. We want, we once in the SG on God's eye, we once watched like a 30-minute wolf documentary. 
I, How I'm dare you? Gloves, just not Steve Alford, man. And his team. I, I don't like Steve Alford either, but all get him. The, so. the animals are more important than the man. All right, last one. 8 p.m. on the West Coast. Air Force, San Diego State. Colby giving himself another opportunity to fade Air Force on these airwaves and show us how much of a true Benedict he is. Tell us how why we're gonna lay the points of San Diego State. Colby. I mean, how about the Air Force Falcons? First off, it's been a while since the service academies were were rolling. I mean, I guess you could say maybe Navy a couple of years ago, but they're nine and four. They're nine and four. The Air Force Falcons. The only problem is, is they're 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 one and two on the road, so the road has not been kind to the Falcons. And San Diego State, who's you know preseason coming in with all this hype, uh, haven't haven't really looked as good as they look on paper. I'll say. Uh, but come on, this is just different. This is like a different talent level. You know what I mean? They're going to go down to San Diego. Tijuana's not far away. You Ooh. know what I mean? Go to those, hit those strip clubs down in, 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 in Tijuana. They're not going to be ready to play basketball. You know, the, the air force, know they know how to deal with a uh, weekend away. They know how to take care of business and pleasure all in one weekend. Dude, this air force team is legit. And I think, you know, here, here's a great matchup as far as like covering 17 for me, you're going to need to hit some open threes and I don't see San Diego state getting a lot of them. Uh, Air force third in the country and defending the three and San Diego state 304th in the nation and hitting the threes aim high Colby. Give me air force and the points. Uh, you know what? You, you stole one of my handicapping notes. Cause if you, if you look a little further down on the Ken Palm chart, you're looking at Sean, you'll notice that San Diego state is one of the least reliant teams in the nation on the three point ball. And so that, that massive strength for air force, it does scare me a little bit. Uh, look, I, I like Colby Colby's angle. And I real quick, if you ever spent time in San Diego and gone to a bar, I mean, if there's nothing more aggressive than a bunch of dudes who just got off a boat, so I don't know if the Air Force guys will be any different, but I, I don't think they need to go to Tijuana to get off, uh, Colby. That's a that's a military town down there. So maybe they'll be distracted. I like that angle. Well, you know I didn't what? know Ryan was so scared of semen. Come relax, Ryan. Come on. Oh, I've never been semen coming at you at a bar. No, I mean if I was a lady, maybe, but I've never been scared of semen in my life, Sean. Lay the points, San Diego a, State. That's a that's a sound drop. Air Force <laughs> averages what seventy points a game. San Diego State, I think, holds them under fifty five. Yeah, I think I think you just have like it could be the step up in class, and I like I said, I think Sean Sean nailed a great five seventy one Air Force gets the cover. All Let's right. go. Sean loves America. <laughs> yeah, I do. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry to Im- impose Ryan Kramer, known communist. All right, time for the lock dog bonus lock. Brought to you by sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Head over there, bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet. State restrictions apply. Kramer, why don't we have you go first this time? Absolutely happy to Missouri lock it up. Oh, okay. Wichita State lock it up. So Wichita State plus seven and a half. Okay. Yep. Ooh, actually, let's. Uh, yeah, that works. I was I was trying to finagle my dog into the picture here, uh, and for my dog, I, I Duquesne. Uh, Dayton does too much to lose games, uh, and Duquesne's been winning. So Duquesne, eight point oh. dog. What are we looking at? Three to one, maybe. That'll be a nice one. Let's hit it. All right, for me, uh, let's see. Uh, I'll take. Uh, I'll take Villanova plus twelve. 
like that a lot. I'll take New Mexico minus seven for my other lock for my dog. Uh, Missouri is nice. I'm going to go. Like I'm going to go Florida, Florida on the money line. Let's go. And if someone could clip earlier in the show when Sean was making fun of me from locking up my team, um, sweet, sweet irony here as Sean locks up Villanova. No, as a dog, not as a eight and a half point favorite. Right no, no, now, we're qualifying <laughs> shit. Uh, lock Kentucky minus two. Lock war. Let's Ooh. go. Let's fucking go. Bonus lock. Um, let's go New Mexico minus seven at the pit where everyone gets laid. Uh, let's go dog LSU tigers. They take down Arkansas in their first road matchup. Let's fucking go. Do we got a little round Robin action for the, for those, uh, those fans oh. out there? Well, I think we throw Duquesne in there and what else do we like? LSU, right? We all agree on LSU. Yep. Why don't we just do Duquesne LSU? That's all we need. That's a pretty sweet. Yeah. What about adding in New Mexico though? Uh, I'll keep that in the lock pile. Just do yeah, yeah. you on the money line. That'll pay pretty sweet. I was gonna say, Colby, don't get greedy. I actually think I like New Mexico LSU better than Duquesne LSU. Oh wow! All right, All right. Colby just said, "Fuck you." No more team. He's spelling team with eyes. So if this, if this Duquesne, oh, but Colby, you made LSU your lock. I so wait, I said you made LSU your LSU. Oh, New not, Mexico LSU. Yeah, not 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 uh, Duquesne. So when Duquesne go. wins, Colby's you can't celebrate. I still took Duquesne in the points, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, can't hear you over the pipe. Unbelievable. In the sports gambling podcast. Great Benedictine to close out the show. Hey, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Please uh, leave us a review over an Apple Podcast. Screenshot it as you're submitting it. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet between now and the end of the year. Uh, in the review, uh, name your favorite moment from 2022 for a chance to win one of those sweet, sweet, sweet SGP mini helmets. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Uh, also, just leave a review because it's a nice thing to do. Yes, sir. Kramer, let it ride.